This is Michael. You're listening to Models of Masters, and I'm so grateful you're here. I'm breaking down personal stories, learned wisdom, and pieces of insight I hope can help you along your journey. Head over to my website, michaelbecker.org, for much more. And with that, let's get right into the show. Welcome to the Abundance Academy podcast. If you want to learn how to grow your business to recurring five-figure months, then you need to be right here. I run a high-growth automation agency. I'm a content entrepreneur, cash flow investor, and conscious creator. Graduated from Butler University and started a career in the SaaS industry where I leveraged that to build my businesses. As a coach, I've helped over 40 clients from across the world build disruptive personal brands. If you're a healer, coach, or lifestyle influencer looking to leverage automation, systems, and strategy to work smarter, not harder, to restore precious time into your day and create massive abundance, then you're in the right place. Welcome to the show. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another live. I will be joined by a special guest, a mentor, and a friend. Chris Ortega for today's live. Chris is the creator of F, uh, Fresh FPNA, and uh, we had worked together as well um, over the course of about three and a half or four years. We were um, consistently, you know, thinking about how can we position this brand in the marketplace um, in a very saturated space, but also. Um, in a space where there is very little actual stuff. We don't really have a tangible product in that. That's what we're going to get into today. We're going to talk about what makes those kinds of products and industries so unique and so niche and then how to ultimately break through uh, in them. So I'm going to um, get Chris in here and we will we'll jump in. Good to touch base with you. It's been a minute. Yeah, it's been a minute, dude. It's been a minute, man. I guess we'll just we'll just you know kind of riff on this topic today. Um, but the topic we talked about and that we're um, going to center this conversation around is positioning and selling the intangible or invisible. So before we jump into it, let me ask you: What does that mean to you, and why is that important in today's marketplace? Yeah, I think like selling the intangible and the invisible, like the first thing that that means to me is like, you know, you're really selling those passions and talents and skills that you just naturally have, right? It's those God-given abilities that we all have that we just organically just do. And people are like, man, how do you do that? Like, how do you have that skill? How do you have that passion? How do you have that talent? And to me, I think it's like, first off, you really got to like be be really self-aware of what those talents are right like for me i think one talent that i have is just like making the simple uh, making the complex just really super simplify right um and i just i just realized that and i'm just like man people always tell me and a lot of times those like intangible those those invisible passions and talents that you have you usually get those organically from like people are from just like natural situations where you just like you have that aha moment where you're like, man, I was able to take something so complex and simplify it down to somebody that doesn't have the context, doesn't have the knowledge, doesn't have the experience. And you kind of just naturally have that aha moment. Mm -hmm. So to me, I think like when you have those aha moments, really, really push into that, like really, really try to understand, like, why was I able to 
to make this so simplified? Why was I able to take this talent and this skill and this passion that I have and just naturally do it? So to me, I think it's about really being self-aware, really being in tune with yourself to know like, hey, I possess these skills, passions, and talents and leveraging them. And not only leveraging them from like a profit or like a monetary perspective, but like using those skills, passions, and talents to help others realize and achieve greatness. Like that's my why and that's my purpose. That's why I wake up every day. That's what I do what I do. And when you're focused on that and you're using those skills, passions, and talents to do that sort of thing or this mission or that, everything else kind of just organically just falls in your lap, man. Opportunities, uh, money, titles, all those things that, you know, are outputs of that just kind of naturally come. So that's what it means to me to selling the, the invisible and intangible. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I also, I think it's worth it to um, address this topic from probably both an individual small business or entrepreneur perspective, and then also from a larger enterprise company point of view as well. And we, we can both speak to either of those perspectives, but real quick, I just want to summarize kind of the three points that I just pulled out from what you shared because they're key to understanding this topic. So what I heard you say is, is, is these three things, um, emotional intelligence in a oversaturated industry, no matter what you're doing, whether it's personal services or say software where we're both coming from, um, is really uh, adding your personal flair to your work and to how you're showing up each day is going to make the difference between um, whether somebody ultimately chooses you or not. The second thing that I heard you say was basically um, showcasing your inherent expertise. And that ties in with kind of that emotional intelligence piece. But it's like letting your skills shine and, um, and not hiding who you really are because that's really what's going to speak to your ideal prospect. Um, and then number three, you talked about self-awareness. And so what I think about when you say that is being real with your marketing or with your prospects about the benefits of the product, but also being willing to address and being really transparent about where you aren't a good fit or if they're not the right fit for you. Uh, any thoughts on any of that? Yeah. I mean, listen, man, honesty and transparency, I think are universally two of the most underrated, but like most important like traits of just anybody. Right. I'm not even talking about business. I'm not even talking about no matter what you do, like to me, honesty and transparency and being authentic to who you are are, are core. Right. And you you mentioned that. And to me, I think like that, that's like, when you're talking about business and selling products or solutions, like it's also like you don't want to put a person in a position to where you sold them on a dream or you sold them on something that's invisible. That's not baking and not anchored in reality. Right. So I think to the topic, when we talk about the intangible and the invisible, like you can't see that, but you can also mold what that narrative is in reality. Right. You don't want to sell like, Hey, out of sight, out of mind, right? And you're selling somebody something invisible or things like that. And it's not, like not anchored in reality, right? So I think like, that's where that honesty, that's where that being like vulnerable and like really being saying like, look, I need you to follow me. I need you to trust. I need you to have this competency with me um, and follow on this journey with me. So I think that's like the piece of it, man, that, you know, core to anybody that's successful um, being a very proactive and honest and transparent person is like just it just key for like anybody in life, right? Mm -hmm. And to me, like the key, like 
if the takeaway for people to have is say, Chris, how do you like test that? How do you confirm? I always say like, if a person's words don't align to their actions, like if it's misaligned, if I say that I really want to be healthy and I want to have an active lifestyle, right? I say all these things, but I'm eating McDonald's and I'm like sleeping all the time. I'm not going to the gym. You've got this misalignment. That's a major red flag in any personal relationship, business relationship. When these things aren't syncing up, you've got major challenges. So I think to answer your question, man, that that's like the first thing that resonates with me. Yep. Uh, something that you mentioned that's super important, I think, is um, this idea of of um, making sure that you're helping your audience understand whether or not they can capitalize on your offer or not. Um, because the the fact of it is, is that there are so many different options available on the market for almost every single industry out there. Um, you don't. The worst thing that you want as an entrepreneur or a business owner is for somebody to invest with you or to um, come to you and hire you and then to be let down or to, to, to be in a position where they're actually not getting what they anticipated or what you sold them on the benefits being because that's going to create just a dysfunctional working relationship. They're probably not going to be happy. And when I go into relationships for coaching and, and the other work that I'm doing, I want to continue that on, right? I don't want to just lose that person after the first term. I envision myself as keeping that client. When we get clients in our software, uh, at our software company that we work for, we want to keep those clients for years and years and years. We don't want them to just sign on for a year and then be like, yeah, it was okay. No, no, we, we, we want to make sure they're the ideal fit for us. For sure. And just to ad lib off of what you said, like, listen, in any relationship, whether it's a, a personal relationship, a business relationship, a mental relationship, fill in the blank on that relationship, right? To me, I think it comes down to two core uh, pieces of any relationship that you build. It's trust and it's competence, right? It's saying, like, do I trust this person? And do I, or what they telling me, like, is that really the real case, right? And I think too many times in, in business, too many times in just everyday life, people focus on the competency side more than anything. And, and in a real life example, that's saying like, hey, I know our product, our product doesn't do A, B and C. And you're, you're, you're painting this picture trying to make it seem like, you know, the product and it's going to fit their needs and it, it will do anything that you say. You're, you're, you're preaching the message on the competency side. Right. And then you get into that relationship. And people already said, like, man, I trust it. I, this person's smart. I think they know the product. But you didn't even focus on this whole core element around trust. And, like, to me, any long-term relationship in business, personal life, mentorship, coaching, you've got to focus on the trust, man. Like, that's everything. That's how you keep a, a, a relationship that's committed long term is like I trust this person like mm -hmm. I'm being vulnerable to to invest my dollars I'm being vulnerable to invest my time I'm being vulnerable to invest my weaknesses or like opening myself up that that takes a level of vulnerability in relationship building that you have to focus on the trust side of it so to me like when you talked about like that relationship side man I see it I've seen it in business I've had personal situations where, look, I've come up short in relationships or whether that's business or whatever the uh, whatever those relationships are. 
where you can't you don't anchor on that. So to everybody watching that, man, if you were to take one highlight, focus on building the trust, man. Focus that that is that seed planted in trust is gonna build you a rainforest for years to come. Yeah, and just to add on to that, so one of the things that you know I hear a lot about like in the new age or the spirituality space is really all around the idea of the chakra system. And we, when we think about trust, we're really talking about appeasing that, that root chakra, which sits at the bottom of the system, at the base of your spine in that area. And that's associated with security, uh, with safety, and with feeling, with, with feeling um, protected and, and having those base level needs met in any business relationship, just like what Chris was alluding to. Trust is the base it's the foundation of which everything else will then be built. So if you're not establishing that uh, at, at the at the onset, then you're building on a rocky uh, on a rocky foundation going forward, and you need to have that in place before you move forward with anything, whether you're a client or whether you're the service provider, whether you're the it doesn't matter what side of it you're on. You want to make sure there's a mutual trust. And one of the practices that I take in, in my work, um, before I ever get to the point of, before I ever get to that transaction um, point, I ask the person, point, like straight up, um, what reservations do you have? What hesitations do you have? Um, and based on their response, I'm able to then just tell by their energy, are they feeling good? Are they trusting me? Because if somebody isn't trusting me, it's not, it's again, it's just not going to work out for the best. So, yes, 100%, man. And I, I think like you talked about being the foundation level, right? And if I was to give, you know, everybody that looks at this video and say, Chris, how do you go about building the trust in, in any relationship? Like, how do you cross that chasm? Because a lot of people are like, man, like, I don't get trust so easily or I give it freely or like test person out. I think the best way that you can come into that relationship being trusting is like really knowing yourself. Right. Like I trust myself in this situation and in this relationship that I want to build with you. And I think a lot of people don't have that centered with themselves. Like they don't. And when I say trust yourself, it's like, I know what I'm good at. I know what I'm not great at. And I'm vulnerable enough to say like, Hey man, I'm not the best like, if you tell me right now, and Michael Becker, you we've had this time, right? If you tell me, Chris, go write uh, a 500-word a, a blog post, it's going to take me six hours to do it because my grammar sucks. It sucks. And I would tell you, and I don't care if you were like, hey, Becker, I got somebody want to pay you a million dollars, Ortega, to, to do this. I'm going to say, man, hey, look, I know that's not my skill set. Mm -hmm. I'm not the best at that. I really want to make sure that I deliver on this relationship because you're referring me I, and you're my brother and you're somebody I don't want to let down, but I'm, I'm coming to the conversation to say, man, this is a, this is a gap that I have and you have to be okay with that. Right. And when, so that gets to my point is like that trust aspect is like people don't trust themselves. People don't trust themselves in, in conflict. They don't trust themselves in, uh, you know, chaos. Mm -hmm. And you gotta, you've gotta be able to find that place within yourself to say, man, I'm confident that in this situation I can deliver and it may be a stretch. It may, it may challenge you. It may be outside your comfort zone, but you got to be comfortable and trust yourself and trust your skills, passions and talents 
that you can deliver on that. So that would be my highlight to everybody, man. It's like, it's a very, like, taking that first step and that second step and that third step and being vulnerable and, and being authentic and being, you know, true to who you are. That is the most important foundation that you want to build with yourself to ultimately build on relationships that you have in the future. Yeah, totally. So let's take this, uh, I guess, back to kind of where we started around this idea of selling the intangible or the invisible. Um, and I want to piggyback off of the idea of trust and take that into a discussion maybe around like brand clout and some ways to think about the role that brand plays when it comes to um, customer acquisition and, and building your business and, and ultimately driving revenue. Um, something that we can both attest to is what we see all the time in the software space, man. It's like, when you think about a CRM software, somebody says, yeah, I need, I need a platform that's gonna help me do email, social, and website marketing, Salesforce is the first company that comes to mind for me in a generic sense when somebody talks about that. They've established that brand and they are now the household name in the space. The same thing is true, I think, for consumer brands like Nike. When you think about athletic apparel and the list goes, you know, it's for every product, every industry. Um, and the products more or less I found are, are pretty commoditized um, for, for most of these, these industries, you have the bells and whistles, you have the features here and there, but ultimately you're, you're buying brand, you're buying a company or a product um, because of the brand, not so much because of what it does. Uh, what are your thoughts around that? Yeah, man. So you talked about a good point, dude. I think there's three chasms in a brand perspective that anybody has to, when you're building your own business or your Salesforce or your Microsoft, right? There's three chasms. The first one is, who are you? The second one is, what do you do? And the third one is, how can you benefit me? Mm -hmm. Right? And too many times, like, I, I, I have been in businesses that have that whole spectrum, right? And you spend, you're going to spend a lot of your first time, a lot of energy, a lot of money, a lot of resources, a lot of commitments to cross that first chasm. Like, who are you? Right? Like, when I started my consulting and started my thought leadership, like I remember sitting in front of, you know, but this is way back to the pandemic and I, I miss those days sitting in front of like, you know, hundreds of people talking finance, but I knew that I had to say like, who is this dude? Like I had to cross over that. I had to have people come up to me like, who are you? Like, why should I take you serious? And I spent a lot of time. I, I did. I invested in myself. I, I, I had to get through that tough journey. And then once I got past that, it was like, okay, like, I know who you are. Like, okay, tell me a little bit about more what you do. And then now that momentum starts to build up because now they know who you are. Oh, you're Chris Ortega. You talk about people, process, platform, partnership in accounting, finance, FP&A. I know who you are. Now you get to that chasm is like, I know who you are. I know what you do. How can you help me? Yes. When you get to that third one, now throughout that entire journey, right, you built trust with the person. They know who you are. You have use cases in terms of what you've been able to do to serve other people. Now you can be laser focused in terms of like monetizing or providing value to anybody. And I've seen it in business. I've done it in my personal business. Those chasms are so difficult. And this first piece of it, people don't put in the time. It's not monetizing as quick. Like you don't have your follower count. You're not getting the likes that you want. 
but you got to get through this storm. You got to get through this first chasm, and you're going to be going through that alone. And you're going to be having, like, very few wins, and you're going to be sitting there, man, am I cut out for this? Can I do this? Is our business built for this? Do we have the money to do this? But once you cross that out to the other time, and, like, it gets even, like, 10,000 feet above those chasms, you're looking down at it to say, you know what, man? The value is not the dollar the customer, the acquisition, all of that stuff at the end, the biggest value that you get is going through that journey. And like that perspective, Becker, like, Michael, you have to change. Like too many people, we're so like instant gratification. We got to get results now, 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 now. Like I want to get followers. I want people to like, I want them to comment. I want instant gratification. But the mindset that I've had that that to me is like, that's not the reward, man. That's not that's not the reward center I get motivated on. The journey to get there, to get that first client, to get that first customer, to get that first coaching relationship, to get that first lead. That journey to get to that point, that's the reward. And I think when you change that perspective, it really helps you understand how you could like really, really marshal through those chasms. So that's how that's how I look at that question. I think the relationships that you will build throughout the process um, and make no mistake, like it's an investment, no matter what you're working on or creating in the world. Um, like Chris was saying, you're going to have to be willing to put in that, that time on the ground and put in your sweat equity and move forward despite the challenges that come up and the doubt that you might feel that you will feel in your own mind. And even, um, with peers that really just don't get it. I've had to deal with that now for two and a half years and creating something that a lot of people just don't see the value in or they don't get. But the relationships that I've created through making that investment in myself, through trusting myself through in the process, um, like I've met people from all around the world, some of which have become clients, students of my course, friends, and I wouldn't trade that for the world. Like people have come to me willing to buy the New Earth Knowledge Instagram account. And I'm always like willing to listen. I'm like, yeah, like give me a number. But I'm not, I'm not doing it for that reason. And that's not why I create content. It's ultimately about the relationships and becoming more uh, expanded in and of myself for that forward progression. Um, so when it comes to, to sort of selling, you're really going to find yourself in a place where you're not having to um, do an overt sales pitch. You won't be having to really put your, um, your product front and center. Like Chris was discussing, when you become a thought leader and you, you generate a certain threshold of influence, it speaks for itself. It speaks for itself, bro. Your energy does. Your knowledge and your expertise, that's what people are buying because they're going to come to you when they have a problem. When something comes up and they need, they need that expertise, that's where the trust piece comes in. And, and that's really what it's all about. Yeah. And just that riff on that, I think it's really important for a takeaway. So for everybody listening to this, you know, crossing those chasms, we all focus. Too many times people focus on the end result of like, to me, there's impact. There's influence that generates income, right? And what do you think all the people go to, right? We run right to it. We're like, we got to we got to go to income. And businesses think that way. Businesses, I, I have an honors degree in the back right here from one of the best business schools in the nation, the uh, Indiana, the Kelly School of Business at IU. I won't tell when I graduated. You can look me up on LinkedIn. It's Chris Ortega. 
at LinkedIn, uh, Fresh FPNA. You can look it all up on all my socials, right? But like when I look at that, right, it's like, you know, I, I think about it. And I'm just like, everybody in business school is like profits, 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 profits. And we have just this motivation, right? And what you just talked about with the, you've had the ability to impact through your influencing, you have the ability to impact somebody's life. Exactly. There's no income dollar amount or dollar amount you can put on top of that. And I think like that is the, like some people you have to take that out of your mind is like, and listen, everybody wants to have money. I want to have the most money. I'm pretty sure right now I, I would love to have millions of dollars, you know, like everybody would want that. Right. But to me, when, when I've looked at my professional career, I'm all about how am I able to influence my skills, passions, and talents to make an impact on my community, to make an impact on somebody's life, right? Because that equity, that value, you can't put a price tag on it, right? You can't put a price tag on changing somebody's entire direction. You can't put a price tag on freedom of your time, right? Mm -hmm. You can't put price tags on a lot of different things of trust and like, the ability to influence somebody in a positive direction and like have a positive impact on somebody, man. And like too much of that eye is focused on the income side of it. And listen, you're talking to a CFO, you're talking to the, you're talking to a finance influencer that is all about profit maximization. And I'm telling you the contrary to that is like, don't focus on the profit focus on your ability to influence and make a positive impact in somebody's life in somebody business, in a customer relationship, in a business partner, in a vendor, that's that's the real multiplier effect of the value of your time that you have. Yeah, and one of the reasons that both Chris and I prioritize, not just why we do, but why we prioritize putting our face front and center, working relentlessly on ourselves and on our personal brand. And Chris is actually probably the first person that really helped me to, to really understand the value and the importance of working on myself and um, sharing my knowledge and my insights with the world across platforms and in so many different ways. The reason we do that is to help educate our audience and the people that we don't know don't yet know, but who will find us through these platforms and the partners and the, the collaborations that we engage in. It's not necessarily for the money, you know, it, it's it, the money might be secondary or tertiary when it comes to, you know, the, the motivation for why, why we are prioritizing those, those projects, but it really comes down to this idea of educating of building the clout and the influence and creating something of a platform that we can then take to market uh, and, and really that does the, the hard work for us in terms of pitching uh, what we offer. And it's, it's never about the product. It's about us. And it's about, it's about establishing our value through the free giving of knowledge. And from a content marketing perspective, that is the entire purpose of why you run a content portion of a business. It's not to be a profit center first and foremost, but it's to create a loyal audience who trusts you and the knowledge you put out. And that is so crucial for, for building and for, for business growth. Yeah, man. And like tying back to our question about the selling to, you know, the intangible and invisible, right? Like, uh, you know, that ability to, to, to sell to an audience, right. And to sell to them from a perspective that you're not trying to like 
sell them a dream or sell them the warm and fuzzy to generate, you know, this 500 or whatever that dollar amount is, right? To me, like when you focus on selling the intangible and the invisible, the eye at the end result has to change. And to me, like I rather do that, that whole value proposition to inspire somebody, right? Like think about that, man. Think about you have the ability in your life to inspire others to go do something better, to get their life on track, to mend a better relationship, to go do more content marketing, to, to you know, look at new age knowledge, to get more coaching and mentoring, right? Like that ability to inspire, that kind of value, like it, it's priceless. Like it literally lights a fire in somebody's life to say, man, Michael Becker, through his coaching, through his knowledge, through his insight, has inspired me to to have a better relationship with my mom or to to be a better business leader to to be a better steward in my community that's really the end man that's really like twenty thousand level feet view looking down to me that is the most important thing that we can be doing with the god-given skills passions and talents that we have right now is like when i think about maximizing the ROI of every minute, every hour, every second that I have, it's not motivated to take that same time, energy, and effort to monetize and make as much money. Like, at the end of the day, right, if you think about all the great people, right, look at the people that have been at Aspire, right? Steve Jobs, for instance, right? Yeah, he made a lot of money, right? His money, but his legacy was his ability to inspire all these tech people to think outside the box, to go after their dreams. Like that is the legacy that you want to leave. Not that you left a billion dollars. And yeah, everybody wants that. You may look at me like, yeah, Chris, I want a legacy where I leave my family a billion dollars, but even more like I want to leave my family wealthy of how I inspired them through my skills, passions and talents, utilizing the time, energy and effort that I have with them. That's the real value. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I'm, I, I totally agree. I guess I, I'm thinking back on my career, man, and um, it's, it's funny, like going through my, um, my education experience, I never even realized that I could or, work, could or would work in a capacity where I was selling something that I couldn't put my hands on. That, that notion never occurred to me through my younger years, and it wasn't until I started working uh, in the real world. And, and now looking back, I've only ever worked in the software space and I've only ever sort of marketed or sold things that I couldn't see and I couldn't put my hands around it. And it took me so long to wrap my head around that. Like, how can I possibly market something that I can't show somebody how to use? I couldn't, I couldn't understand that for the longest time, but I didn't know at that time um, all the things that we're talking about today and the crux of it is, is, is like what you just alluded to, you know, at the end of the day, nobody really cares about anything besides being a better person, getting a better job, uh, providing for their family um, or kind of ascending in the world and becoming their best possible version. And so whatever you are creating, whether it's a consumer product that you can see, feel and buy in the store, or if it's something more intangible, like your knowledge, your services or a course, um, 
you want to make sure that you are showing people through your words, through your copy and through the, the material itself. Like, how am I going to be able to take this home, implement it and become a better person, get a better job, create more money um, and, and take care of myself. So I think that's an important thing to, to toss into. Yeah. And like one final like a point I would just add to everything you say, 100% agree. And it's right on track, right? But like selling the invisible is the SaaS, it, that, it, that is SaaS, right? And SaaS for everybody is software as a service. So S-A-A-S, that's SaaS, right? You're selling a software that you can't tangibly touch, but you're selling it to people. Some of the best sellers of SaaS or those kind of products, they don't see it as software as a service. They see as a service, right? Like they want you to like, they want to create a narrative and a story. They want you to, some of the best sellers I've been a part of, like when you're on a sales pitch or like you're talking to them, it's, it feels like a movie. It feels like you're you're watching a trailer and you're like in the first 15 and they, they grab you with their attention and then they keep you like hanging and then another chapter comes up and then like some of the best SaaS, they help you see that software. They see it as a service, right? It's not software as a service. You're walking down a journey where you see it as a service to you, right? And taking that same methodology in like your coaching, your developing and things that you're doing. You've got to have people see what you're doing as a service, right? Like, they got to be vested into that. Nobody's going to be invested if you act like you're the smartest guy in the room. If you, oh, I got this Harvard degree. And you're like, yeah, man, like, I understand your credentials and all that. Like, I want to, I want to feel connected to. I want to know that, like, man, Chris or Michael Becker, from a coaching perspective, like, he's in the journey with me. I can see the services that he's providing me. I can feel it. I can, I can, I, I can't tangibly touch the energy, but I can feel it yeah. like that, 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 or that is just like pulsating on somebody. Right. Yeah. And like, to me, when you're able to do that and you're doing it from an authentic place, you're doing it from genuinely wanting to inspire and make an impact on somebody. Mm-hmm. And you're genuinely on that. It, it, it's 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 game changer man it's game changer and it changes your life too man it changes your perspective it changes the way you see things it changes the way you 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 know what people you have in your life where you invest your life at it, it really puts crystal clear clarity on how you want to maximize the time energy and effort that you have so i just wanted to add that point because i think that's really important for people to understand yeah i i want to share a uh, an example and a personal experience um not from me as a seller or as a coach but actually from me in going and seeking out um help or uh in another instance an invest an investment and a service provider and actually there was there was two instances over the last six months in which um i was i was doing this and chris i haven't even shared this with you but Um, The first one that I'm thinking about is I made the decision that I was going to invest in an Amazon store. And so for those of you listening that have not heard of this, um, Amazon automation is like this kind of new thing. Um, It's kind of like this shiny object in the e-com entrepreneurial space. 
where you're basically tapping into and jumping off the back of Amazon, which is like its own economy nowadays. Um, <laughs> yeah. And there are people out there that have become extremely successful, extremely wealthy, um, learning how to do this all on the back end themselves. And then who are turning around and sort of selling that as a service to other people that are interested. And when I first learned about this, I did what anybody would do in this situation. I started Googling this thing. I started looking for providers. I started watching videos on YouTube and trying to understand what is this? I know I'm interested. I know I'm hooked. But like, let me really make sure I'm wrapping my head around this to make sure if it's the best decision for me. And in doing so, you know, there was probably four or five different providers um, who were all entrepreneurs, young, young guys that had done it, who started kind of popping out of the woodwork and who I started to consider in my consideration phase of the bicycle, right? And uh, I started to set up calls. I think I spoke with three or four of those people. And there was ultimately one out of that entire group who I felt so connected with and who I trusted so deeply that I was like, I'm going to do anything you say. And I was in <laughs> from the second I found this guy and spoke to him. I was like, I'm in. And I was just, I had to wait for time to catch up to actually make the decision and then to make that investment. Um, but what really sold me in terms of that intangible asset was the way he spoke, the way he carried himself, the conversations we had, the time that he gave me in one-on-one. -on -one, um, and then just the, the vast amounts of education that he shared uh, on his channel. So I, I, I put that example out there, not to dive too deeply into my own life or to share that for personal reasons, but to show you, okay, this is a process, right? This is something that often, more often than not, will take time and will take energy. You have to invest that out in order to then reap the rewards and pull it back in. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that, Becker. That's a, that's a very, uh, very methodical process in, in, in connecting to a lot of things that we talked about, right? And, uh, you know, you highlighted one, one thing that you highlighted from that is like, you know, you, you survey the other people and probably they were selling real hard, right? Young exactly. and hungry, right? Exactly. Like they're like, hey, sign up for this. And it's like this amount of money, we'll give you free, right? And like what you did in that situation, Becker, and this is like really profound and I see this growth in you, man, is like, you trust the energy, right? You trusted that energy, man. Like you, you were like, yeah. And then like a lot of times, man, like, you know, we, we overcomplicate things. We think way too much. Look, I, I, that is a weakness that I have. I am the most scenario planning analytical person you will ever meet. And sometimes I got to take a step back and just say, Chris, trust the energy, man. Like trust it. Like, receive it and just like know it because like we all have that intuition and that third eye that we all have the ability to dive into but sometimes we disregard it and what i'm really understanding that about my life is like trusting that intuition trusting that energy of a situation of a person of you know whatever context that i'm in and just saying man i gotta like really receive this energy i gotta reflect on it and i gotta really am i gonna trust it or not trust it and that's exactly what you did in that situation man and i that's my challenge that i would tell a lot of people is like going into this next week or this weekend that you have try to find those opportunities to just say you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna trust the energy i'm giving out i'm gonna be real confident in it but i'm also gonna trust the energy 
and the perspective that I receive in. And I'm going to internalize it. I'm going to reflect on it. And I'm going to find a way to, 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 to be able to decipher situations or people or circumstances by trusting this energy. Yeah. I mean, people make emotional decisions all the time. And as much as people might want to say they don't do that in business or in buying things, um, I know for a fact that I have and I do, um, you know, and I, th I think, you know, it's important to to remember that, especially when you are embarking on an entrepreneurial journey of your own, that the the worst thing you can do is lead with the Lamborghinis or lead with the numbers if you truly Don't want to attract like heart-centered clients the way that, that I do at least and that's important for my business. Um, and so I would never even mention those things personally um, unless somebody were to ask. Um, but yeah, I think it's just, it's so important to, to really prioritize emotional and energetic connection with someone. And, and then like Chris was saying, if you're on the opposite end of that and you're um, in the market for something, go with your heart. Don't, don't go with your head, go with your heart and see, see what happens, see how that feels. And um, it will lead you into, to a bright space. Yeah. And what you just talked about, right? I think so many people and the, a good way of like trusting that energy, right? And trusting that aspect of it. So many people focus on the appearance, right? Like, I mean, I was watching a series and I won't go down a rabbit hole with it, but this like, it was like the Tinder swindler, right? And uh, this guy's just like 100% the appearance was like, that was the catcher, right? Like, but to me, it's like, Appearance is one thing, but I think like uh, way layer deeper, way more emotional intelligence, way more energy, way more ability to be able to like connect it to the environment around you is like authenticity, right? Okay. Appearance and authenticity are two different things, right? You can know when you're really dialed in and you're really connected, you can easily tell if somebody's being authentic or they're doing it for the appearance they're doing it for you know the cloud or things like that right when you really like been through situations and you're like man i, I stepped on a landmine with that one you you decipher that pretty quick and your energy's in tune i do that in business all the time one thing in my younger years that i was always about is like i i let my extroversion and my energy like i wanted you to feel that right then and there like i wanted you to know who chris ortega was like right then and there and as I've got older, I understand like my energy and my ability to just sit back and observe and like let things play out and let conversations go and like that willingness to always want to say something and be like I gotta say something, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta. And I'm just like, nope, I'm gonna sit back, I'm gonna observe, and I'm gonna like channel this energy and just I'm gonna fill out the situation. I'm just gonna. I'm, I'm going to refrain myself and just sit yeah. back, right? Yeah. And you pick up on it. And you like you start seeing things a little different. Words start to matter more. Body language means something. Verbal cues mean something. Eye contact. Like, I was able to take this extroversion, and, like, now I channeled it inside to be, like, take the energy that I was going to invest out to, like, you know, to, 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 to basically dominate situations sometimes and say, you know what? I'm going to spin that better to be more observant of the authenticity 
of a person. I'm going to I'm going to really study the person for who they are and what they say to to what the energy they're giving out. So important, man. And it Listen, man, it takes years. I'm not saying I'm a master at that, but I've picked up that along the way in business and failures that I've had in life, uh, both business-wise and, and personally and, and professionally, um, like that, that we all had. But I've taken it as a like, key learning opportunity. That's the most important point. You only, you only lose if you don't learn. There's only two options. You win or you learn. You only lose if you don't learn. And the, the Chris that I met five years ago could never have said uh, at least the the beginning portion of what you just shared, right? It was, you, you are, you were very uh, kind of like masculine oriented in terms of how you show up, showed up with your energy, which is not a bad thing. Um, I'm, I'm that way at times. I'm much more reserved um, and quiet at other times, but it reminded me what you were just sharing of something that I think all of us can take into our entrepreneurial pursuits, um, which, which I really try to practice as well, which is not speaking first. I always, always, um, I sit back and I wait for others to share before I respond and I listen to um, respond intelligently, not just to talk. Um, and, and, and I would always be amazed in, in meetings, right, um, where everyone would be so quick to just share their opinion or to jump in and um, start spewing their life story and, you know, it, like you were just talking about, I would sit back and I would listen. And I would say, what, where are you really at? What are you trying to really say by, by sharing this? What does that really say about what you need in this moment? Um, and with clients, I can't underscore the importance of that enough, of listening, right? We can prompt our clients and we can, we, we, should, we should. We should be very inquisitive and ask those questions but we really want to get others talking more than we're talking because that's how you learn. And, and you will not lose if you are listening and you will not lose if you're learning. So I love that you share that, Chris. Yeah, for sure, man. 100%. You're, you're, yeah, you're exactly right, dude. And it it takes practice though. You know what I mean? It takes the hard work. It takes like, you know, it takes being vulnerable because, you know, you have like, you know, there's been times I've been in business meetings and I'm like, I know my number one trait that I have is my passion and I'm going to dominate this conversation with just my passion and energy alone. Right. And when I, when I self reflect on it, I used it as a mask. Mm. It was a mask, right? It was a mask because a lot of times I use that as a way of like, uh, like stripping down a person It's like, Oh shit. Like, yeah, Chris knows this stuff. Like, yeah, man, he's like, you know, and I said, you know what? Like that was, what I thought my approach was, but as I've, as I've like learned and as I failed and as honestly, as I've humbled myself, right. And said, you know what, man, I'm not, I don't, I don't, I don't now at this stage of my life, at this stage of my professional career, I don't have to be the smartest guy in the room. I don't have to be the most charismatic person. Right. And I still, I have all those, right. Like when I need to turn it on, like, it's going to be turned on. You're going to be like, oh, shit, it's in your face, right? Yeah. But I realize it's like I don't have to to say that extra point. I don't have to, you know, highlight this element. I can just sit back and like, yeah, I have nothing else to say that's going to add the benefit to it, so I'm not going to say it, right? I'm not going to overpower or, uh, uh, you know, neutralize or, you know, 
strip somebody down because of my extroversion or because of this passion that I have, right? And I've learned to harness it, right? And that's the other thing that I think is important to highlight in the terms of selling the invisible, right? Sometimes your greatest skill set that you naturally have is the biggest weakness that you have as well. It's the biggest thing that is your blind spot because you lead with it. It's naturally what you have. And it's sometimes to you is the most damaging piece in relationship building, in business. There's been plenty of times people are like, man, I, I, I love Chris's energy, but I, I don't know like if this is the right place to go, if he's the right person to invest with, or things like that. So there is power in being patient, man. Yes, so well said. One of the things that you consistently taught and, and, and told me um, was don't be afraid to have the difficult conversations. I still remember us talking yeah. about having difficult conversations numerous times. So I think so many of us, we feel fear and we feel, um, we, we feel pushed away when those moments come up that demand our presence for the difficult conversations or what we believe should be a difficult conversations, whether it's around money or, um, you know, the, the tough emotional things that we're each dealing with or whatever the case is. But I found if you can make those moments feel natural, and if you can meet them with confidence, with calmness, and uh, um, just make it feel natural and normal to kind of steer the conversation in that direction, people will, their guards will come right down. And so when it comes to positioning yourself or selling, quote, the invisible um, of your own services or, or uh, expertise, sort of comfortably being able to tread in, in those areas that normally people might feel um, stressed out to enter will then disarm them and allow them to feel comfortable along your side too. Uh, so that just, what you were talking about reminded me of that too. Yeah. And I mean, just to highlight on a point that you mentioned, I think was really important, right? And tying it to the selling the invisible and the intangible, right? Like you have to find comfort and calmness in chaos. You got to find that. And I think the biggest way that I built this is like, I used to box, right? Like I used to fight, I had, you know, fights and I used to do all that. Right. And the biggest takeaway was not just like the working out and like that I still work with, you know, my boxing coach at SRG Boxing. Uh, if you look her up, srgboxingandtraining.com, one of the best coaches here in Indianapolis, Indiana, definitely look her up. But, like, the number one thing I took away from that was, like, I was able to find my center, find my calmness when there's punches being thrown and, like, mm -hmm. you know, I'm moving and I'm grooving and I'm, like, finding the point with it, right? Like, in life, that taught me to, like, control that fight or fight response right and one of the biggest things i think people should aspire every day is like i wake up and gary uh, you know I, I i take this from gary v right and like he says something i was like yeah you know I, I agree with that he wakes up every day and finds ways to fail yeah who does that right like everybody wants to wake up and you want to wake up and find ways to win right there's no growth in winning man like if you if you find a way to win and you got like 95 percent from three-point range all the time are you really improving? Mm -hmm. But if you if you find ways to say, man, I'm going to put myself in a in a situation where I can fail, that is the biggest way. And and a lot of times that's conflict, right? It's 
going to that customer and say, you know what, customer, you're killing our implementation people. You're killing our customer support. You're causing a lot of chaos and a lot of conflict. And like, you got to go in that situation or, you know, there's a conflict that you're having with, a, a you know, a significant other or your mom or something. Right. And people shy away from conflict so much because it's like conflict. It's not happy. It's not warm and fuzzy. It's not all of that. Right. But you got to lean into those situations. That's the that's the best time. Like when you when you find a way that makes you feel, oh, I don't know, like that's going to be tough or that you should be doing that like right now. Right. So that's my challenge is like you may have that 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 conversation you need to have or that discussion or that vulnerability with yourself to say, you know what? I, hey, Chris Ortega, we need to have a conversation with each other and say, like, you know, we need to set some clarity with something. Right. And you mentioned that it is being comfortable in that, man. And that takes a lot of vulnerability to be comfortable when, like, aggression is there, energy is there. And it's not and you're able to be like neutral about it mm -hmm. because emotions and listen man i'm one of the most emotional people i wear that on my sleeve i don't know if you guys can see it but it says like highly emotional right here it, it, this is what this says this shirt is like highly emotional gear.com right i'm that kind of person man and i've learned to say like i i have to like temper my emotions man because like i have had like woo up and downs like this and i've learned to say I need to temper the peaks and I need to constrain the valleys and I need to be like consistent flow. Right. I need to be on like a nice, you know, 65, 70 in like a 55. Right. I don't need to be hundred miles an hour in there. Right. And I don't need to be going 30. I need to find a nice consistent pace on it, man. And too many times, man, you shy away from that ability to, to have that conflict. And in the selling style, like when you're selling invisible to somebody, you may get people that just say, like, I can't see your product. This is like, I don't know what you're doing. You And like you get, oh, man, they don't like it. I don't know if they're going to be able to do it or I don't know if they see the value in it. That clarity that you find in that you see opportunity in chaos. You're comfortable in the ebb and flows of the tides that are moving in that conversation are in that discussion. That is really, man, masterfully level of centering yourself and and really having that ability to be able to do that. It's like key, man. So chaos, periods of chaos, like in the customer service and marketing arena, we cap like we love those because they're an opportunity to show the customer how much we really care. And so your ability to cultivate calmness and confidence, um, not just within yourself, but within your constituents is going to go further than it normally would during the status quo when everything's just great or hunky-dory in the moments where there is unhappiness or there's a level of discomfort or somebody's not happy or they're pissed off because their package got, got there late or they can't get into your platform or your course. When you make it right and you show them how far you're willing to go for them, that's an opportunity. And so, um, you know, you should welcome those within your life or your business. Um, yeah, man, we could we could go on for hours, Chris. Th these conversations are so much fun, and I always learn so much with you, man. Uh, yeah, likewise, Becker, man, likewise. And uh, you know, for everybody watching, make sure you go follow, uh, you know, Becker at uh, New uh, New Earth Knowledge. Look up, I mean, you know, to see your growth, to see your development, to see you just thriving um, and not surviving, and just really taking it off, man. I, I love everything that you're doing. 
make sure you go follow him, support him, look him up, man. He's doing amazing things and making a great impact on your community and everybody around you, man. So, so salute to you, man, for everything that you're doing. Yeah, likewise to you. I'm so excited to see you uh, off and running with this new venture, uh, Fresh FPNA, man. Uh, best of luck with that. Uh, I hope I hope you're able to to get that um, to the sky in in no time at all, and I know that you will. Thank you. Appreciate that, man. Cool guys. Well, go go connect and check out uh, Chris as well. He's also at CEO Future One on Instagram. Uh, we're both on LinkedIn if you'd like to connect there. And you can always reach out to either of us with feedback, thoughts, or questions around any of these topics. And we're happy uh, to to have those conversations as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, follow. And it's uh, Fresh FPNA on my socials uh, for, for that as well. So follow it. Becker, again, man, I want to thank you, man, for selling, you know sharing this space, sharing your time, energy, effort, and insights, man. Really appreciate it. And everybody watching this, I hope your family, uh, your loved ones stay safe and well as we all continue to navigate these difficult times. So I wish, you know, everybody watching this, uh, you know, Becker and, uh, you know, health, wealth and massive success, man. That's the game. Let's let's get it. You got it, brother. Thanks so much. We'll talk soon. That is it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And guys, if you're ready to propel yourself to those recurring five-figure months in under 90 days, then I want you to reach out to me. My team will create a customized plan for you free of charge, and we will show you the exact steps that you need to take to level up, right? To hit those recurring 15K months. It's something that we all desire, that we all deserve, and I want to help you get there. If this resonates at all with you, reach out to me. Please don't hesitate to shoot me an email, michael at newearthknowledge.com. You can also connect with me anytime. I'm on Instagram at The Abundance Coach. Thanks so much. I'll see you next time. That's it for this episode. Really appreciate you tapping in. FYI, my new book, Content Capitalist, is launching end of March. I'm super excited to put this out into the world. I've been heads down the past six months writing and refining the book. If you'd like to register for updates and be added to my VIP waitlist, go to michaelbecker.org backslash content capitalist book. Can't wait to share what I've been cooking up with you guys. See you in the next episode.